side of red or switch they die Rob of the dog who loud his motorbike Looking for legends on the sunset strip With a stone cold paranormal partnership Metro Town Rick tried to sell me some crack Listen to the podcast man and take that shit back It's a legends Podcast about urban Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Urbane Legends, the podcast about all things mysterious and unusual from around the globe and beyond. Uh, it is the internet's largest urban legends podcast by volume. Uh, I am Chris Flynn, one of your hosts, and this cheeky little fella is my co-host, Mr. Neil Herbert. How are we all doing? Oh, I'm doing all right, Neil. Um, yeah, I, 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 um, I just had a packet of Watsits, uh, which Ooh, is lovely. like Cheetos if you're from other countries. Well, um, I would say flavour-wise, yes. It's kind of a bit more... If you imagine that packing material, you'll sometimes see... Polystyrene yeah, pellets things. It's basically those made out of, like, cornstarch, isn't it? Um, but then yeah, they good. just flavour them with... Well, you can get different flavours, can't you? Cheese was the traditional one. Cheesy what's it? That's what I was having. Very cheesy. Um, flaming hot in bad. Flaming hot goods. So and I was prawn re- cocktail ones I had the other day, Chris. Prawn Very nice. Watches. Imagine that. I can. I can imagine it. Mm. It's, it tastes like vinegar, vinegar yeah. and ketchup. Yes, yeah, pretty much. Um, so I was. Re- so I was. I don't normally do this, but I was bored. So I was reading the back of the packet, wow. and, some, and something caught my eye. Oh, nice. And it had, are you a cruncher or are you a melter? Like, so presumably how you eat it, because you can okay, melt yeah. or you crunch. Right. And it got me to thinking, Neil, right? Yeah, because I'm crunching myself. Yeah, I'm... I'm just well, are you down my fat gob. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, no time for chewing. No. Um, you're a swallower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bow constrictor. An inhaler. Yeah. Um... But the only thing is, right? Advertisers keep—they've been doing this for ages, haven't they? They've been going like, "Are you are you this or are you this?" Like, uh, yeah, I, I recall there was like uh, in the eighties there was. Do it, don't they? You chicken were the, nuggets, I think, were one of the early ones that did, did this kind of stuff. Yes, nugs, right? What did yeah. they do? It was like, "Are you a dipper or a dunker?" Or it's us. I think the ways you did. I think is they made up stuff that nobody would ever do. So no. one of them was like, "Will you dip it in?" The, so it was all about how you interacted with the sauce. Right. And one was like you just give it a little dip. Another one, one it, you sort of you, you just put it in, and then there was another one where you just sort of leave that in your mouth, and then have the nugs. Like in, you know, to brew in in some like I don't know. Yeah, do you boil them? Boil them in the sauce. Whatever. Well, no, it's like you just leave it lying in there for like ten minutes until it gets nice and cold, and then yeah, it that's what you meant to do. Yeah, um, the ideal way to consume. And there's the marmite thing, which is like oh, you either love it or hate it. I'll be honest with you. I think it's okay. I don't love it or hate it. I'll eat it, but I'm, you know, 
Like, and the, do you think literally people use the uh, the phrase marmite as a definition of things? Yes, yeah, so I know. Like I know. This, like, and it's like you know, like with pine- pineapple on pizza. Um, don't see the big problem. It wouldn't be no. my first choice, but people who get really arsy about that, it's just like no, but it's you weird. Don't have it's... to eat it. Just fuck off. It's like, like, yeah, other people's the... tastes is something I find quite odd. No, but but advertisers kind of got into it. Like that's you know, it kind of tr- trying to uh provoke provoke discussion around the water cooler about well it's that whole thing isn't it? Is it, it you know, if you literally can do that like if you can you know get a, like, a bit of viral discussion but like is, that, this, is this how the culture wars started now <laughs> because it feels yeah, like it, it feels like like the politicians like, went, well, that, started that, with crisps that, and they decided that seems, you know, use that it seems, for racism instead that seems so. to work so let's yeah. stop doing that so i reckon use that for a bit of white nationalism yeah so, uh, so what we're saying is the owners, the now owners of Marmite Unilever, um, who are still trading in Russia, by the way, mm-hmm. are partially responsible for the culture wars. They're like FIFA, Chris. They're just oh. trying to. Um, oh, something know. else. Something else. Unilever. They. Um, they politics out of capitalism. Just they've, just, they've just they because of greedflation. They've uh, just posted record profits. Yes. So, so they're in Russia. They they should be doing. They're in Russia. They started the culture wars, and mm. they're also um, profiteering because of a cost of living I'm just crisis. Just going to have a look at my Unilever shares. Yeah, brilliant. Buy some more of those. <laughs> so you know, I don't know. Like, what, what are we saying? Like, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe think on Winners Unilever. Win, is that what it is? What am I, am I just? Um, I just a loser flailing about in my yeah. my pit of sorrow? Am I just a, just a lib cuck? Mm. Winging because yeah, you don't know how the world works. I've got lib cuck tattooed across my belly where I used to have thug life. Yeah, and it changed <laughs> in respect to Tupac. <laughs> well, fair enough. Mm. So Neil, how'd you? He'd uh... be a cuck these days, wouldn't he? Oh yeah, like he'd um... be. He'd be uh... He'd be, be no, I'm not saying he would personally be, I'm saying, or I'm saying he'd, would be, have, be, he'd would be being have, denigrated as such by certain people. They, yeah, they would They would consider his conscience rapping to be cuckish. Yeah. Yeah. A bit too far left. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so no, I'm, you, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm centre, Chris. Your yeah. centre. I just like to hear things out, you know. In, in some ways, maybe I feel like I had some good ideas. You know, I'm just saying, let's just listen to them. In That's some so ways, crazy. I, I feel like the Overton window's been slightly shut. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, got, it's got about 100 miles to the right fairly recently, but yeah, so recently. Um, so, Neil, uh, how are you? What, what have you been up to? Uh, been up to anything fun? Been um, been uh, looking looking for any pets or anything recently? <laughs> Oh no! Don't, don't don't bring up my stick insect shame again. I'm not talking about that. No, I don't want to. Don't, don't don't bring up my dog dog corp shame again. No, we won't talk about. Been, we've, it's I been, it's been promise two I wouldn't bring that up. Oh, how's, your, um, um, how's your how's your pirate radio station going? Out of uh, fresh out of Port Slade. I mean, it, I mean, it's, it kind of just seems a bit pointless because it's you can just I mean you can hmm. just do it all through podcasts and stuff these days, didn't you? So. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Some of the some of the young up and comers, some of the young DJs from mm. from Port Slade, they're, uh, they're well, EDM fasty. music, isn't it? Yeah, EDM and drill. Yeah, EDM and drill and um, bit of trap. 
bit of trap. Bit, bit of other things that are probably years out of date that I've got no idea what I'm referencing. <laughs> bit of dubstep. I don't, know, I don't know anything about modern music. Um, I'm pretty sure dubstep's probably gone the way. Is, is that the Squillexes? Yeah. That's Squillex, not Squillex. Yeah, whatever. Hello, Mr. Squillex. He should be called Squillex, that stupid haircut. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know what he looks like these days, to be honest. You just assume that he's got a stupid haircut, do you? Well, he's sort of got like half a haircut. He's what kind of like mean? long on one side, and well, he's like buzz cut on on the left hand side, and then like blonde. That's, that's cyberpunk. That's oh, you, oh, you'd love that, wouldn't you? That's the future. Oh, we did a whole series based on being cyberpunk. What's your problem? It doesn't mean I have to you've, like it. You've dropped it now, have you? Yeah, well out of it. Well out of it. We went, um, went to a hotel in. Like, when I was on holiday not that long ago, there was a guy you would have liked. He, um, I don't know if I mentioned this at the time, I don't think I did. No. Um, so he had like some quite, I can't describe it, cyberpunky glasses. He, effectively, he? he'd taken um, like a, a coat hanger and wrapped it around the frame. What? I don't know how else to describe it, Chris. He had some glasses, they were like black, really thick rims. Yeah. And he like wrapped wire, quite oh, thick okay. wire all around. It looked like he'd taken a coat hanger and just kind of like turned it into a so just kind of so so yeah he just looped wire around all stem. around the sort of frames yeah it wasn't going through the lenses or anything but uh, yeah it was just kind of oh okay know, um, yeah, that was a look I'm sure you'd like to adopt who who was this guy he was just like the concierge at the hotel he was he worked there do yeah, you yeah. he was on the desk did you how many complaints did you put in oh no I've to trip advice he's been he's been reviewed bombed <laughs> to the ground has he been reviewed out of a job yet. I was thinking it was a nice, nice hotel actually, and he was he was all right. But uh, yeah, that kind of like I didn't that didn't sit well with me. It's that's what you said on TripAdvisor, wasn't it? Yeah. Nice hotel. Unfortunately, the concierge just didn't sit well with me. His well, he's, he's, he's flagrant disregard for than, glasses etiquette. As a glasses wearer, I found yeah. it. I found it culturally insensitive yeah, for, him to, for him to. Put wire around his his glasses. As as someone both who wears glasses and whose grandfather used to make wire, I find yeah. this culturally insensitive. Yeah, it, was, it was pretty distressing. That's all I can say. Yeah, got any uh, got any more? Like, is that your best story from the trip? That's about as bad as exciting as it got. Oh. Apart from your your meat soup. Oh yeah, with meat soup. Well, we covered that, didn't we, on the pod? But we um, did. We did. Yeah. No, Lovely. Good, good, good food in Central Europe. Um, but anyway, yeah, so uh, I can't remember where we started on that. But um, Your pirate radio station? A pirate, oh, I can't be bored of that instantly. You're bored so, of it? Yeah. Oh, well. Doesn't all, yeah. doesn't all fly. Well, you know, you've got to try these things, Chris, and then sort of like, um, yeah, I don't interest you, move on to something else. Yeah. All right, then. So what are we talking about today, Neil? Right, well, I'll tell you what. Mr. Mr. Difficult. Oh, Half, half a job in an adversarial night here. Yeah, why um, are they? You fucking robbed me up. Oh, there we go. Let's maybe inject a bit of energy into the pod this week. Um, I'm already getting tired. Home attacks. I've used it. All the adrenaline's knackered me out. Yeah, it's just about <laughs> just now. Have a little sleep. Bite out your synapses. Yeah, I used to have a little snooze. And so the Hawkesbury River Monster. I'm, I'm having my uh, What's It crash. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Blood sugar's going down through the floor. Um, yeah, anyway, the Hawkesbury River Monster. So, Hawkesbury River Hawkesbury. Monster. So, in Australia. Oh, dear. One of our favourite places. Where the I monsters know, I are. Been, you have, haven't you? Yes. 
Yeah, but the I, do. Live. I have family in Australia. Um, but yeah, but yeah, they don't want to see you. Not really, no. <laughs> we we've, we met when she came over to England, but um, yeah, that yeah, was my convenience for so she had somewhere to stay. Yeah, <laughs> never never got return invite. Weird. Uh, well, there you go. Um, Where do they live in Australia? Uh, Melbourne now. So they used to live in Perth, but now they're in Melbourne. Yeah, well, they I think they're on the outskirts rather than the centre. Because it's become very pricey, I believe, Melbourne. It's Melbourne. Why do you say mm. Melbourne? Or Melbourne, whatever. Come on, man. This is your language. You're, that's like an American trying to say it. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. I don't know why I'm pronouncing it. No, um, well, it's just, just as a thing with my generally mispronouncing things on the podcast. Melbourne, yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, it's probably supposed to be quite uh, a... Yeah, that's been a nice city, Melbourne. Like, yeah. Yeah, so it's meant to be quite European. It's sort yeah. of, yeah, people prefer it to Sydney now, I think. Yeah, I imagine the weather's a bit um, cooler in Melbourne as well. I don't know. It's a bit more of a piece. But, yeah, Sydney, I imagine, is quite hot. Is that, no, no, somebody I went to school with who lives out in Sydney now, he got a job with a insurance company or something like that. There was, I don't know if you remember, there was a little spate of Australian companies recruiting English people about 10 years back. Oh, they didn't mm-hmm. didn't try and get me, so yeah, it didn't tap me up either. But uh, I think it depended <laughs> on. No, I think it was where there was. I think it was um, if like if you had an Australian parent company. So oh, okay. We were both in the public sector at that point. But uh, anyway, Hawkesbury River Monster. So it's well, they of... are, they are of course tapping up a lot of our public sector workers, aren't they? Um, or doctors and nurses and stuff. Well, yeah, you know. Yep. Another another excellent sort of long game being played out by our government there. <laughs> Mind you, it's, it's that whole thing, isn't it? Because it's kind of like, no matter how badly they screw up, they always end up landing on their feet. Be like, oh, that's fine. We'll just replace it with private sector so it'll be worse and more expensive. And yeah, I mean, now's not the time to discussion yeah, about the really not get into it, ideology so. behind neoconservatism. Let's no. just say, not a fan. Yeah. So, not, not out of ten. Um, Paul Hawkesbury's River Monster. Hawkesbury River Monster. So it's like an Aussie, Aussie uh, Nessie, basically. Okay. Um, so, so marks out of ten. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much covered it. Um, well, no, we'll 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 go through. So this is um, Strange Nature Australia blogspot. This is from okay. 2012. The Hawkesbury River Monster. What lies beneath? This is by Ruby Lang. So we'll be going through this type one. There's another one. I've Good on up. you, Ruby. Nice one, Ruby. Yeah, apologise again to our Australian no, friends and listeners I for don't the apologize. inevitable fact that we're going to be doing don't a Neil apologises, I don't. <laughs> Just don't care. Um, nope. oh, mate. Somewhere in the depths of the Hawkesbury River in New South Wales lurks the long-lost cousin of Nessie the Loch Ness Monster, according to Australian naturalist Rex Gilroy. What? He, Australian actress Max Max Gilroy, Rex Rex, as in King King. Oh, I'm Rex Gilroy. Uh, he, you know me, Rex. According to him, it's the long lost cousin of Nessie. Is it? Yeah. What he he knows that I'm there's gonna, a. Fam- I'm just going to look up. Naturalist. He knows that there's a familial link. Does he? Well, apparently. <laughs> well, I think I'm... I think he's referring to the species being related. Actually, Chris, it's probably more to. Well, that isn't what it says. Oh, sadly, he's passed just this year. Well, I'm not sad if he's so coming out of this kind of stuff. I think the well, world's a better place. Quite feisty boy. 
Eccentric, controversial, and all searching for answers by all Rex Gilroy. Rex Gilroy, one of the Blue Mountains' long-term residents, the most passionate and committed researcher, died 23. Not, years, though. Good innings. Not the Blue Mountains again. Yeah. This is Tim the Yowie Man territory. Oh, yeah. I think they're probably birds of a feather. So he had a Museum of Natural History opened at Mount York, Victoria, in 65. Mm. So he'd only been 20-odd then. Um, impressive, uh, isn't it? Yeah. How many museums did you have to open by the time you were 20? Uh, zero. Really? Mm. Yeah. What, you have three or four? Or four. Yeah. Exactly four. He also researched reports of Yowie sightings in the Blue Mountains in the 60s. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, he got quite into the Yowie. They all do, don't they? Compiled an extensive database of Yowie sightings and encounters. Became one of the foremost authorities on the subject. I don't know that we ever actually crossed him when we did the. No, we didn't. Yeah. Despite his controversial methods, his contributions to the study of Australian (laughs) cryptozoology cannot be denied. Controversial methods. He gets results. Yeah. (laughs) Massive bloodshed. (laughs) What what was controversial about his methods? I don't actually explain. Um, (laughs) Legally not allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, roaming all over uh, indigenous territory or something. Um, no, I don't know because he wants interrogation I, of locals. I'm not sure. I think he's more of a cryptozoologist than a naturalist. But yes, I would. Ag- from yeah. what you said, I would agree. Um, but hey, hey ho. Um, yeah. So Rex, a Katuma-based author and head of the Australia Unknown Animals Investigation Centre, claims the beast is alive and well and using the central coast as a breeding ground. Hmm. And he says he has hundreds of reports to prove How does he it. know about the breeding? Well, is, that, is that his, con- he, is that his controversial method? Hundreds, yes. okay. Detailed sightings of the creek. So this is how you do science. You get somebody to tell you about a thing that they've seen and then you record that and then that's how your evidence mm-hmm. builds up. Detailed you can't see it yourself? Yeah. Well, I'm sure he has, in fairness. He's been okay. out there with his binoculars. So he's helping his wife Heather over the last thirty years. Most recent in November t- um, two thousand. Um, that been twelve years. In recent years, there have been sightings of creatures surfacing as far up as Windsor. The latest was in the St Albans, where there's been a report of a twenty-five to thirty-foot creature spotted swimming in the river. Some people have been out fishing, saw it swimming past the jetty where they were standing, with a snake-like head about a meter or so above water. Could it be a snake? Yeah. Right. Or um, a gas balloon. Um, a gas stick balloon. Ban. What's that one they always say with the UFO sightings? It's like some weather balloon. It's an erratic weather balloon or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Where gas balloon. Swamp gas. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a, a weather balloon filled with Chinese swamp gas. It was a Chinese spy balloon. Yeah. Descriptions of the Hawkesbury monster license it to the prehistoric plesiosaur, an aquatic dinosaur seventy million years extinct. Or is it? Oh. According to the 57-year-old naturalist, stories about the creatures in Australia date back to before the first white settlers and are part of Aboriginal folklore. So early settlers to the area during the 1800s were told stories by Aboriginals of women and children being attacked by the Mooliwonk. That's a bad name. It's good name, Mooliwonk. Or the Mirillier, I can't pronounce that one, but the Australian Aboriginal... Mooliwonk's good. Um, the Aboriginal name for the monster. Information collected so far suggests to me that the creatures are breeding somewhere offshore and laying their leg- eggs inland. 
So it's interesting that it's kind of like it, it goes to both Loch Ness, which I imagine is very cold most of the year round, mm. and somewhere in um, not that far from Sydney, which I imagine is quite warm. Yeah, but they're not the same creature, are they, apparently? No, they're distant cousins, perhaps. <laughs> so this would not be out of character as they were both freshwater and saltwater breeds during the Cretaceous period, he said. They are still being seen in the Hawkesbury River, of course, which is not surprising because it's such a deep river. Actually, it's a sunken valley. Mm. So he's different from Tim the Yowie Man because um, right. he likes water. He, yeah, yeah. Or maybe but, it's just because this is like a proper sized thing, you know. Well, that's probably how they fell out. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was why they had the band split. Yeah, that was the, the state friends. And then... They called it the, the Yowie Schism of 1978, didn't they? They called that a river. It's nothing. <laughs> well, it's, it's a sunken valley, mate. Pretty impressive. Well, I'm not going to sit here and be a solid but likes of you. Oh, and I'm off to see Cadbury's. <laughs> and, and probably win. <laughs> Listen to old Tim the Yeoman podcast for the story behind that. Um, sightings put the greyish-black creature between 7 and 24 metres in length. At the top end of the scale, that's five times bigger than a great white shark or the equivalent length of five Commodores parked bumper-to-bumper. I'm not strong Commodore. enough to understand what a Commodore part bumps bumper. It's, a, it's probably yeah. a ute. <laughs> you don't really a ute. I'd say five ute. Or it could be the... I'm going to look this up. I'm, I like Australian lingo. It could be the combined length if you laid all of the members of the band to the, the Commodores. Band, the Commodores, yeah. yeah. That would be an obscure reference, wouldn't that? Foot, foot to head. I mean, the, the first Google search is Commodore's... American Funk and Soul Group, so... Mm-hmm. Is Lionel Richard Tool? I'm not really sure. Nah. He's a lot of work like a short lad. Yeah. Oh, she's a brick. House. She's matamate. Letting it out, hang out. This is a great song. Holden. Six Holden Commodores to celebrate. Um, Holden being the Australian version of Ford. Ah, is that the case? Mm-hmm. I don't know that. What is it? Yeah. Holden Commodore. Neil, come on. <laughs> no, I've, got to, I've got to figure this out. It looks to be just kind of like a Ford Focus. Okay. Kind of, you know. Anyway, so there you go. This is an odd, yeah, an odd thing it, to... It's quite a big, yeah, it's, I don't know, that's a sort of slightly strange... You know, like, well, it's was the it same sh- length as six Ford cars, parked bumper to bumper or whatever, <laughs> but, you know, well, fair enough. Yeah, it's a, or seven Skoda Octavias. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right, right. Oh, yeah, you know, or, you know, maybe Ford Dats and Cherries. Yeah. Yeah, or, <laughs> or five, five and three quarter Ford probes. Yeah. Anyway. So, like Nessie, which cryptozoologists also believe to, play, uh, to be a plesiosaur, is it a plesiosaur or a or a um, descendant? I wonder of a plesiosaur. The Hawks, or, or a plesiosaur. Plesiosaur is that how you pronounce it? No, that's I'm, I'm just I'm saying maybe oh, it's doing, a, doing, doing a, a plesiosaur. Mm, nice. Mm. What have you done there? Um, Thank you. The, the Hawks River monster has a large body. Two lonely sets nights of in the lonely nights in the sunken valleys. <laughs> Trying to seduce crypto. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah, that's Cryptids, the old, I think was the phrase. That's the ultimate test of an alpha. If yeah. you can seduce a cryptid, if you can fuck a cryptid. <laughs> you, are, you are the ultimate alpha. 
I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. Zuckerberg's um, like one a week these days. Oh, yeah, he's totally off. Yeah, so there's a new cryptid every, every night. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, he's got... Um, he's, he's made it with He's a, got a harem of chupacabras. Yeah. Like, all dressed up as the woman from I Dream of Genie. Yeah. Or in your billionaire, these things well, are on the table. Everything, exactly. Don't ask me how. That's what I'm paying you for. Right? <laughs> I just get it done. <laughs> There's no right or wrong. There's just limits to your imagination. <laughs> yeah. Can't afford to worry about morals either, so let's just, just make it happen. <laughs> I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't hire we'll you. We'll be uncomfortably close to conversations <laughs> that really happen. Not necessarily about... You're a fixer. The cryptid. Yeah. <laughs> You're a fixer. So now fix it. Yeah, but you want to have sex with a fictitious creature. I can't, I can't really break the laws of reality. Uh, aren't you for a billion yeah, pounds? Can't you? Mm. Don't want to hear it. Let's just say, you know, as long as it looks right, I'm not going to be going and doing DNA tests on it, okay? Let's make it happen. Think outside the box. World's a big place. A lot of people are willing to turn a blind eye, okay? Yeah, so look, basically it's, it looks like a Nessie. And there's Aboriginal rock art in the area three or 4,000 years ago that describes the creature as about 20 foot long as well. The Aborigines are pretty absurd. Is that where they paint, like, pictures of Kiss and stuff? The, the band Kiss? Yeah, and their rock art. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry. It took me a second to get that. Uh, they, were, they were foretold. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> the band Kiss, they're from the dream time. So just... It'll just take a second to dwell on I that. I don't know. It's been a while since we've done one of these. I'm just, <laughs> no, just, I'm just saying stuff. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. Um, well, you can't. Bit. You literally can't. Yeah, it's literally. It's I don't remember when that was. No, managed to uh, eliminate eliminate all of those feelings in my mid Remove that with your tear ducts in your 20s, didn't you? Absolutely. Yeah. No tears, no regrets. <laughs> no questions. Silly mouth for more. <laughs> We're not open to questions at this time. Again, <laughs> probably another frightening conversation. We have. Anyway, let's not. Um, so, Aboriginal kind of area, three to four hours. Is, yeah, I could... What? How would you... I'm just thinking, like, if you were doing a cave painting, I mean, it would mostly be um, your man, wouldn't it, Freely? Or what? was his name? What are you talking about? The, the Kiss. Um, I'm, I'm, now, I'm sorry, I've now got... Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons in my head, just as of right. some like you know prehistoric art with him with his tongue out. A snake as a tongue. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they do kind of look. Yeah. That's mm. what anyway. I'm saying. See, getting more into it now. How these things start? Your brain's slowly rewiring. Yeah, this was now now decided to live in a universe where kids were foretold by ancient Aborigines. And there's a, there's a terrible and then, sci-fi and, movie in there somewhere. And Leonard Skinner are in a dimension at the top of a lift. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that one I do go for. Yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on. No, it's a complicated world. It's a complicated world. And we're just we're just trying to help. We're just trying to take people's hands just and try and lead them through it. It's just trying to, trying to see what we can do. So apparently, reports of sea monsters can be found across the Pacific and around the globe. 
most famous and enduring of which is Scotland's Loch Ness Monster. Do you know what? They've said Loch Ness Monster about I know, I'm 15 really bored times of it. more than... Yeah. So, if Rex said... Talk about, like, to get to hanging on Ness's coattails. Yeah. Get your own reputation, the Hawkesbury River Monster. Well, don't call it the Hawkesbury River Monster for a start. Yeah, you know. What was the other name? What was the Aboriginal name? That's better than Mooley or something. something. Uh, let's have a look. The Mooleywonk. Mooleywonk, that's better. So it seems to me that we have a race of creatures that are officially extinct, yet they're still with us. That's what it is. I believe it's a marine a race. A race of creatures? That's what he said. I mean, is this part of his controversy? <laughs> I mean, species probably is. Species is probably a bit... Would be better, but yeah. I don't know. Anyway, look, he's in his 70s, bless him. He doesn't know. He's a bit confused, doesn't know what's going on. Mm. The scientists should really start taking interest in. We've got a lot of going on in our own backyard, and Australians should be investigating. I mean, if there is going to be, like, hidden monsters anywhere, Australia's kind of a good place, isn't it? I mean, this is the thing that quite amuses me, where you get these kind of Australian cryptozoologists. I mean, you've got enough weird shit going on in your backyard anyway, do you know what I mean? <laughs> kangaroos and duck-billed platypuses and fuck knows what else. It's kind of like, you don't need to be making shit up. It's, it all sounds made up anyway, the natural history. So. <laughs> and I guess that's what that goes that goes both ways, doesn't it? Because, yeah, well, why not Why not have a plesiosaur in there? Well, yeah. It's going to be anywhere, as you say. It'd be Australia, wouldn't it? I mean, my um, my current thinking from all my research of where a plesiosaur would be is under the Antarctic ice sheets in a giant caves, ice caves, which are filled with hot... frozen in there? Or, no, or filled or with hot, hot springs, hot so springs. it's actually oh, like okay. a biodome. And so they live in there with... Aliens have a base there the as well. Yeah. And um, Hitler. Yeah. That's where they're all at. That's where they stored his brain. Well, and, and his body, and his... He's still alive. Fortunately, Captain America's in there as well, so he can biff him when, when they both melt. <laughs> Neil, come on. ongoing climate crisis. That's a, that's a fantasy thing. Oh, yeah, so about real about life. Not... I get confused sometimes. Yeah, it is confusing, isn't it? Reality's a bit scary. I like to yeah. treat into... Yeah, um, I'm, the real Captain America, of course, is Winston Churchill. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> as, we, as we all know. Drunk, unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh. Uh. Time for a bottle of champagne and brandy for breakfast. The last. And then off, off to have a bath for three hours while I uh, <laughs> wait, read wait, some papers. Wake me up if there's an air raid. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wake me up if the Sudland gets any bigger. Right. Um, so I'll just have a look now. There's uh, the Daily Telegraph. We're for you, they claim. Um, mm. I think this is a local... This isn't the, the our Telegraph. This is an Australian paper. Okay. So the Hawkesbury River could be home to Sydney's own Nessie with one expert insisting... Yeah, again, they're going on about Nessie. It's so Sydney's own Nessie. This, it, this, this feels really like... Do you know what? Like, I, don't, like, I, like, I, I do like Australia... Um, but this feels a bit. This is pathetic. Yeah, this is this is getting a bit silly now. It's kind of like get, um, this getting. This is getting. Australia has a bit of pride. This is getting sad. The Owie was good. The Owie was a good story, and now it's just. Kind Although of, it was oh, constantly called Australia's Bigfoot. So oh, yeah. Oh, do you Jesus know what I mean? Yeah, no, Come on. Me yeah. I mean, you know, it's a bit like it's a bit like the kid in school who, like, you know, you 
you say like you like you've done something over the school holidays and then they just make something up um which is really sim similar but they say yeah. it's better do you know what i mean it's it's a, kind of a bit like that yeah so sydney's unnecessary again rex gilroy he said recently he saw a 12 meter giant surface in the hawkesbury river through binoculars he saw a dark shadow with a longish neck near wiseman's ferry this revelation comes just days after Google Earth images showed what appeared to be Scotland's Loch Ness monster. No, it didn't. I don't remember that. I shouldn't have been debunked afterwards because otherwise, being more people talk about it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this is about Mr. Gilroy again. He's just going on about he's been searching for them since '65. He's also known for his research on the Western Sydney Panther, um, and he says that North South Wales. That, is, that the, is that the is that the Australian's beast of Bodmin Moor? Yeah. <laughs> Um, they've only had 200 years to come up with the culture, but you've got all that rich Aboriginal stuff you can draw on yeah. while you do here, so, you know. Yeah. And he had, he had Mooliwonk there, and, he, and what have you done? Yeah. You know, Australia's Nessie. Yeah, no, it's weird. And the thing, and like, it's got to piss this guy off, because if he's got hundreds of sightings and he's been trying to find it full-time for 40 years or something, and he hasn't. Oh, yeah, man, I'm bumping into it all the fucking time. <laughs> it just, it just, what have you been doing? It fucking ruined the barbecue, mate. Yeah. Came out, stole all the meat. Just, just <laughs> right around in the yeast. It stole all my VB. Oh, it ate all my Tim Tims. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't fucking out seen it, mate. We're all fucking sick of the bastard. <laughs> so we'd have to have a brilliant. You wanted onto the set when we were recording Neighbours. <laughs> It's been in eras, bruh. <laughs> yeah, that's what we should it do. Review footage of neighbours, just see if it's. Uh, yeah. Got through about twenty dogs last season. I will now. Now I will apologise to any Australian listeners. Oh, now, there you now go. I will. Now, now I will. You've gone too far. Okay. Yeah. Now, now the now I feel the the regret started yeah. to. to to kick in. Yeah. So we'd have to have a breeding population no less than three or six hundred, he said. We're dealing with ocean what? creatures. How many? Three hundred to six hundred. That to him is a breeding population. And what's he based? No less, no less than three to six hundred. For it, for it to survive this long. So we're dealing with ocean creatures coming into the river to breed. There are areas okay. of ocean. Anything could live down there and you wouldn't anything. know it. Could... anything. I could live in the underwater city of Flonta. Well, anything. So, uh, after hearing of the monster in 65, we've had accounts dating back to pre-colonial times with stories told of children being attacked by the Mooliwonk. When fishing boats were overturned and the occupants missing in the 80s, the Hawkesbury monster was the prime suspect. Prime suspect? That's some lazy police work, isn't it? That is some terrible police work. That's probably a mealy-wonk. That's, yeah. that's some turning a blind eye. Yeah, no, I think I think his brother murdered him because he... Yeah, they were, like, really financially... Yeah. Nah, it's mealy-wonk. Mealy-wonk. Classic, yeah. classic mealy-wonk, someone's... Yeah. That's, um, that's someone who's in the pocket of the insurance company, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we don't pay out for mealy-wonks. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Sorry, cryptids. There's no. <laughs> yeah, and then then repeats again that there's rock rock art depicting them. Um, well, that's pretty much to be honest with you. I mean, I've got the only thing I've got is a. I'll have a quick look. There's something. There's a museum 
pictures of myth and legend at the Hawkesbury Regional Museum. There's a fact sheet here they hand out to the kids. So since the time of early white settlement, tales have been told of a mysterious creature, a giant water serpent um, in the Hawkesbury River. This is many people believing that the Hawkesbury uh, has its very own Loch Ness Monster again. Um, they, right. should, they, should, um, they should sue. Yeah. Nessie should. Yeah, Aboriginals have cave paintings that look like plesiosaurs. Could they have witnessed them? Mooley Wonk have a long neck, flippers and distinctive grey colour. Other sightings have been documented and debunked over the years, including what was believed to be a plesiosaur washed up on Moores Beach, California in 25, and a monster called off of the Japanese fishing nets off the coast of New Zealand in 77. First was later thought to be a decomposed bard's whale, and the second the decomposed remains of a basking shark. So that's kind of... Yeah, there's not a lot else on there, really. Um, I mean, it's pretty much just constantly saying, yeah, we've got our own Loch lock Ness monster. It's all right, isn't it? And there's one chap who's uh, pretty keen to... Uh, hundreds of sightings, Chris. Do you think there's, there's probably hundreds of sightings of the um, Loch Ness monster, I'd imagine? You've got some of those photos and things. Uh, I'm just going to have a look at some pictures here. So, yeah, uh, inconclusive. Oh, so um, just so, just as an aside, just a picture came up: Swansea Sea Monster. Revealed as pike eel, um, but that that could well be it. Like, look at the well, pike. A lot of them do seem to be. Uh, let's have a look. Pike eel. A lot of them do turn out to be eels, don't they? Yeah, they can be huge eels as well. I think it's a pike eel. Solved. Done. Well, there you go. Well, yeah, that's pretty decent sized. Yeah, got the wrong side of that. Well, you don't know. It could be. Don't judge friendly. a book. Don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, now, how I'm many sure. times do I have to tell you? More than more than the amount that you've told me. Apparently, 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 it goes in one ear and out the other. Quite so much. You Which say. is weird because you've got seven sets of ears, and again, yeah. is conclusive proof not to judge a book by its cover. Well, <laughs> because you got you seven set, you got seven sets of ears, but you refuse to listen. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, and on that huh? note, so I think we'll move on to schools. Um, so yeah, there isn't a lot more to say, but yeah, I think it, I think it's sorry, a part... Australia, you've let yourself down a little bit there. So it's a little bit, you know, once once I go up to the the fifteenth sighting of the Loch Ness monster in your, you know, I think it's I think what people are seeing is a pie keel. To be honest, that's my that's my conclusion. Go. Um, but who knows, Neil? I'm no, hey. I'm no naturalist. That's for sure. You ain't a naturalist. I ain't a naturalist. I'm what? I'm I'm not anything really, am I? What am I? No. Some some guy. It's a little fellow in the mind. Question, you know, questionably some guy. Yeah. So, all right then, Neil. Let's go through our scoring system. Spookiness. It's not really a spooky one. Um, yeah, it just ain't. It's uh. Unless you find ancient dinosaurs spooky, which I don't. Yeah, this is. You don't find dinosaurs spooky. Well, if a T Rex knocking about, that'd be 
scary, scary yeah, rather than spooky. It's not really spooky, is it? It's not spine tingling. It's the problem with these kind of cryptid ones. They're not, yeah, they don't really. Some, don't of, really some are more spooky than others. Yeah, it depends on what they are, but they don't tend to rank so much on the spooky scale. So, yeah, it's a two for me. It's not, there's nothing inherently kind of like skin crawling about the fact of a large marine reptile, even if you believe it. Um, so, I guess if you're out in the river and you're on your own, like if something prehistoric popped its head up and was looking at you, uh, I think that could be quite spooky, scary. Um, Fascinating to be honest with you, but yeah. well, if it you don't know, do you? Like, if it's going to attack you or whatever, that's so true. that's that's where the spook comes in. Could be a you situation. You don't know the diet. Um, you yeah. don't know. You don't know its intention. And do you know what? Not knowing intent isn't that the spookiest of all now. The answer, of course, is no. Right. So I'm going to give it a three. Um, believability. Uh, so I believe that people are seeing something, and uh, I believe they're seeing a pie keel. Um, I, could, I mean, I don't really believe in the Loch Ness monster either. No. Um, I think you know, it's very un, it's very unlikely that anything that size has survived from. The prehistoric age, I would say. We do have prehistoric stuff. That's fine. Yeah, crocodiles and things. Crocodiles and that. Ferns, the plants, ferns. Um, yeah, down the bottom of the ocean, I'm sure there's, there's lots more. But, dragonflies. Uh, yeah, to, to, to survive in freshwater seems a little bit less than likely. So I don't, yeah, I don't think so. Um, but I do think that people are seeing something. So so, yeah. I, so that, will get, that will get some believability. I don't believe that it's the creature that... Some people are claiming it to be. Um, but, yeah, so eight, believability. Neil. Yeah, quite, quite hard for me as well, because um, although, you know, I don't believe that it's, uh, you know, what they what people are saying it is, potentially, um, a or a descendant of that or whatever, necessarily. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, at least it's based on sort of a, a real thing. Um, it, there has been hundreds of sightings. People obviously do, you know, I mean, not, not necessarily loads, but people do believe in that, that, that something's out there. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give it a seven. Seven. Okay, narrative, premise. Uh, it's not, it's not lots on here, really. What's really, what's really like, it's going to come a cropper is, it's just, it's living in the shadow of Nessie too much. So yeah. it's only, ever, it's, it's doomed to be just like a poor so cousin of... So what's happened is... Because because of to figure out their own branding. Well, it's it's because the amount of people from these fair isles that have gone that have inhabited Australia, they're a bit anglophilic about it. Whereas it would be better if they went with the Aboriginal version. Yeah, I think. call it a Mooley Wonk. Um, leopard Mooley Wonk, much better. But uh, yeah, so I think yeah, I think if you leaned, I don't know, I think. Well, no, I'll tell you what you could do. I'm going to raise it up slightly here. I don't know if you've seen that new Predator movie, Chris. No. So it's really good. And what they've done is they've gone back sort of like um, and done one sort of hundreds of years ago, and it's hunting an indigenous American. Um, so it's kind of like that's the sort of story. But it's quite cleverly it's quite cleverly done. And I think uh, you could do a similar – I think if you could do like a, you know, a story or a film where it was like, you know, 
back, you know, 4,000 years ago, it was just like Aborigines trying to, you know, hunt a Muliwunk or something. Does the Indigenous American win? Yes. Yeah, she does. She's like Comanche or something. You would have thought that the predators would have learnt their lesson. Well, yeah, that's the... um, I think it's... But that's, I think it's a slightly earlier version of the Predator as well, because it's kind of like it's not got all the same it's not got all the same gadgets, but yeah. But um, to... but maybe then but they're hunters, aren't they? That's what they do. They're trophy hunters, so maybe yeah. that's why they come back because man is the most deadly of prey. Well, exactly. And I think it's they're supposedly it's a bit like the whole thing is like a safari thing, isn't it? They they try and have a quote unquote fair fight while not being particularly fair, but uh, Yeah, by being invisible and that's totally yeah. fair. Well, yeah, no, exactly. But that's what I was saying. It's kind of like you know where you have, you have modern hunters are like, oh, yeah, well, you know, fight. yeah, I, yeah I, exactly. I managed to bag a lion, and all I had was this sniper rifle, yeah. <laughs> an SUV. Yeah, an all, I had, SUV. And all, all I had was this fifty caliber Gatling gun. Yeah, <laughs> that would go on. Then. I mean, I could say tasteful as well as having like a lion's head on your wall or whatever. Mm, it's lovely. Mm-hmm. Dead animal. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Anyway, I forgot where I was going with that. But anyway, so I, like that, I would sort of, I think the um, yeah, the narrative premise, if you said it during, you know, Aboriginal, um, yeah. you know, to a time it was Aboriginal, sort of like involved in the story. I think there's some pr- there's a bit there and the fact that they, they'd spotted it. So I'm going to give it a four based on that. Yeah, so not, yeah, not a lot going for it since, um, since colonisation. And people just go, oh, so look, this monster. But the Aboriginal stuff, more interesting, the fact that it's depicted as on cave art and that kind of thing. I'm more interested in that side of it, and I'd like to hear what their story about it was yeah. rather than just people banging on about it being like, look, this monster. So I don't think we've got a full... I don't think we've got the full story, and I'd be interested to know what the Aboriginal legends around it are. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a six because... I think that's where, you know, they've probably got some more interesting stuff than just banging on about a long-ass monster. Fair enough. Uh, Reach. So, Reach Through Time. Very long, original stuff. Um, I've not heard of it. I mean, I think it's it's known in Australia probably quite broadly because, you know... You would think so. It's not that many people and haven't got much to talk about. (laughs) There's only about, what, 50 of them? Yeah, something like that, um, on a good day. Um, so, But I don't know that it's known elsewhere, particularly. It seemed like quite lo- local to Australia. It's like a national yeah, one. I think you're right. Um, but it's got the reach through time, so for that I'm going to give it a 5. Nil. Yeah, I'm not going to add much to that. I think it's similar premises. Um, I don't think it's known really outside of Australia. Um and even they refer much more to the more famous one in Scotland. Um, yeah, but it but it has been a you know there've been sort of stories about it around for thousands of years. So I'll give it a uh, a five for that as well. That gives us an overall score of forty one, right in the middle of the okay, bell curve. A bit more than I thought it'd be. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, not it's a bit too of a thin one, but yeah. hey, it, you, the system's there for a reason now. We can't. Indeed. We can't. We absolutely can't let our emotions. Can't let our emotions cloud this, Neil. No, we're doing this for. Got to be objective. And as yet, unquantified reason. Like Rex, King of the Naturalists, we're just plugging away. That's year it. on year in our pointless endeavour. <laughs> until 
death sweet to embrace. The sweet, sweet release. Of- <laughs> Um, so if you are the moody monk, then please get in touch at uh, gmail.com. I know you won't. And we have a Twitter account if you want to follow us, which is Legends Urbane. Oh, Urban, sorry. No, it is Urbane. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's Urbane, not a Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's the name the other way around. Um, but, yeah, so, um, you know, I, I, I've... I'm kind of swinging wildly from apologising to Australia to then also being annoyed that they keep, like, just claiming other stuff, like saying, oh, this is our Loch Ness Monster, this is our Bigfoot. So I don't know. Like, what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say neutral. I'm going to say, you know, it, it, it is... The podcast was what it was. You know, keep your opinions to yourself. And... And on that, I will uh, wish you all a good week. And we'll be back at the same time. Thanks for that, everyone. Have a good one. Take care. Bye bye.